Welcome back to another Floorball interview. I'm here with the one and only Sarah. Welcome. Welcome into the studio. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. So there's a lot of questions I have. Everyone knows you as Sam's best friend, and though that is a, a fact about <laughs> I you. I wanted that to be like my tagline for Floorball. It didn't happen, but that's fine. Good. Well, you know, it's one of those things where it's like I wanted to say it, but I also didn't want to like. That be to be my identity. Yeah, that yeah. to be your complete identity. That's it's like, fine. oh, that's Sam's friend. It's yeah. like, no, she's her own person. <laughs> um, so I want to start off with this question. Who are you and how are you associated with John Boy Media? Okay, so this is a little bit of a funny story. And I know Sam has, like, recalled it. She got some details wrong. I'm not going to lie. I think I just have a better memory than Sam, so not throw her under the bus. Um, <laughs> she said that. She's, yeah. she's admitted that. That's fine. <laughs> so I am from a really small town in the Lehigh Valley. Um, if anyone is familiar with, like, the Iron Pigs, the Phillies AAA, I'm from there, like, the northern part of the valley. Um, I went to the University of Tampa, which is how I met Sam. Her and I um, played field hockey together our freshman years when we met. And if Sam was here, she would tell everyone that I'm lying. But I thought Sam was like so cool and I like wanted to be her friend. <laughs> and I tell everyone that Sam. I can hear her like disagreeing <laughs> with you right now. And I used to, I recall the story as like, I thought Sam was so cool and she thought I was like uncool. So she like never wanted to hang out with me. But she would like <laughs> say that's a lie, but I'm like here to say that it's not. Um, <laughs> So we played field hockey together our freshman year. It was just like a club team. So it was for fun, like practice twice a week. And we'd play like yep. a few games a semester because field hockey is also like a very northeastern sport. Very it's much not. So. Yeah, it's not really in the south too much. So that's how we met. And then she was a sport management major. I was a comms major. Okay. My sophomore year, our sophomore year, I decided to take a minor in sport management because like our college is considered a liberal arts college. I don't really know if it actually is, but that's what they tag themselves as. So we have to take so many classes to be like well-rounded students. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I decided to take a sport minor because it would like alleviate me taking a lot of like extra courses yeah. that I didn't really care about. And you could like semi use it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I started taking sport classes. Um, Sam and I ended up in some similar classes, um, and that's how we really got to know each other. And then we also worked at the Yankees together down in Tampa, which I'm sure okay. is a fact that she has shared. Mm -hmm. um, we both like worked part-time and interned throughout like our sophomore, junior, senior years. Just random odd jobs within the organization. So um, yeah, she did like marketing her first year. I did game day ops, and then we kind of flip-flopped. Her junior and senior year, she did game day ops, and then I interned in... Um, corporate partnerships and community and then PR my senior year. Cool. Um, but all in and around, we yeah. all work together. There were like, there are a lot of people that work for the Yankees down in Tampa that are Tampa grads. So they're very um, impartial to like hiring a bunch of us. So there were like a bunch of kids that we went to school with That's that cool. all, we all worked together. It was a lot of fun. And we all primarily were like in the sport program. So yeah. we all took classes together. Yeah. Um, so sophomore year, she had a car and I didn't. And so she would drive me to work a lot as did one of our friends, Nick, who I like love, not her boyfriend, Nick, obviously different Nick. Um, and him, and it's, it's so funny because Sam and I would like hang out and be like, oh, we just like miss Nick, like Nick from Tampa. Um, but so he would, the two of them would like tag team drive me to and yeah. from work because I didn't have a car. And so we just like really hit it off and like became yeah. best friends. Um, and then we ended up living together senior year. We had a third roommate who we're both friends with. Sam is much better friends with her than I am, but we all lived together and it was great. Um, and then we graduated and kind of went like our separate ways. And it was like, I was so sad to leave Tampa because it was such a piece of like my heart and like my life. Yeah. And, it's where you grew up. Yeah. So basically, um, just getting back into how I know like Jimmy and Jake and the whole crew. Um, maybe it was our junior year. Sam was working a game 
at Sign Burner Field, which is where spring training mm-hmm. is. And it was like talking Yanks was like a thing, but not like a thing yet. This like pre Astros? Yeah, this would have been spring of twenty eighteen. Okay. So like way like yeah. pre Astros, pre I mean post Astros cheating, but like pre Astros like everything leaking out and yeah. Jimmy's like breakdown and everything. So Sam, I think, was working a game and she was like out in like left field or like right field, like on in like the deck or like bleachers area or whatever. And I think she recalls a story as like Jake was like walking by and like we were like those kids that would hold those signs that say like, How may we help you? And like <laughs> and like walk That's awesome. Like honestly, probably like buried deep in like the archives of our college photos. I probably have pictures of her and I with them. And I think she was in like the bleachers or like left field or somewhere. And um, I'm pretty sure it was Jake who walked by her and was like, hey, we have a Yankees podcast. Like, here's our business card and like gave her the business card to Talking Yanks. And I think that spring training was literally like Jimmy, Jake and I think Bill. Like, I think it was the three of them. And that was it. Um, So nothing really came of it. Sam, I think, started listening that summer. And then maybe in like August, she was like, I listened to this like after we had moved in together senior year. She was like, I listened to this really funny Yankees podcast. Like, you need to listen to it. And that's back when like Jimmy would do like periscopes on Twitter. And so he would typically like live stream like the like the ninth inning. Yeah. Um, And some of his reactions were just so funny. And that summer was also the summer of um, like Boone's first real because I think that was I think our junior year was his first year managing. Mm -hmm. So like mid that summer was his first like real um, like freak out on an umpire. Yeah. And it's when he uh, was it Savages? Savages was the next summer. Okay. So this one was um, he like knelt down behind the plate and was like, that's a strike. That's a ball. (laughs) And like went up to the umpire and was like, okay. And so Jimmy and this was before like they really were on the map so they yeah. could get away with like making shirts like this they made a shirt that said like how to ump 101 and it was like that's a strike that's a ball okay and it was like three photos straight across and i we thought it was so funny so i bought the shirt oh my gosh and i started wearing it to yankee games because yeah. i would wear it in new york and then uh the yankees would come to tampa and we'd go to the yeah. games and were you a yankees fan already oh yeah i like i probably should have said that i grew up a yankees fan okay. like me and my family my dad's like a huge yankee fan like loves um, Reggie Jackson loves like Yogi Berra all the old yeah. Yankees like I actually was just saying this to someone um, yesterday like we had a dog named Reggie when I was a kid and it's because of Reggie Jackson I love that and <laughs> when I interned like later on in my life like I got to meet him and I wanted to like tell him so badly like my family had you a, have dog. a dog named after you it's like how's that gonna come yeah. across so, and, and Reggie's like a nice guy um, but I did not tell him that out of fear yeah. of like being fired so um I had that shirt. We yeah. I would like wear it to games. We had gone to um a Rays game in Tampa like late September. So it was like the end of the season, our mm-hmm. senior year. So it was like fall of 18. Mm-hmm. Um and I wore the shirt and I tweeted at Jimmy um me in the shirt. I was like I probably I can't find it cuz I like deleted it on my tweets and that's like a whole other story. <laughs> um but I tweeted at him like um like lucky shirt has made its way to the trop and then I a few weeks earlier do they still do awards on talking yanks i haven't like listened super recently um yes they okay. do so they gave an <laughs> jake gave an award to tyler wade <laughs> and it was the who are you award <laughs> <laughs> because that was the year that tyler wade was really on like the scran shuttle going back and forth yep and um so sam and i thought it was like so funny because like we went to school in tampa so like all of the younger guys on the teams, like not even just the Yankees, but like yeah. all the surrounding teams would like try to like hook up with girls yeah. and like be on like Tinder and like whatever. So we thought it was like so funny because Tyler was like in our age bracket. Yeah. 
And because we kind of were also just like, who are you, Tyler yeah, Wade? Like, like, who are you? Yeah. yeah. So I tweeted at Jimmy, me wearing, like, Lucky Shirt makes its way to the trap. Like, um, it, it brings, like, it brings good luck, a Yankees win, and a Tyler Wade defensive replacement. Because that's all, <laughs> that's all he was, like, doing that year. Like, I think maybe he was coming in, I don't even know where he was, like, playing defense somewhere, I assume, on the infield. Um, and <laughs> Jimmy replied, and he was like, uh, that shirt better make its way to Boston, because they were then going to play the Red Sox in the ALDS. And then mm-hmm. we obviously know that year the Red Sox went on to win the World Series. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of like the start. And uh, Jimmy and Jake like would react with us on Twitter. And yeah. then we ended up going to the winter meetings that year, which was yep. um, like winter 2018, December. Mm-hmm. And um, did you guys go for like you? For them, or did you go for like networking, like work? Yeah. Purposes? So there's like a job fair, which I'm sure you know okay. about. Yeah. Um, and that's how I got my PR internship with the Yankees because their PR team actually goes out to the winter meetings every year, and that's kind of how they field their. I don't know if they still do. When I got hired, that's how they field a lot fielded a lot of their interns. Makes sense. Um, but so we went for a job fair, and like our school paid for us to go. Oh, cool. And it was like me, Sam, and maybe like four or five guys from like our sport management program, mm-hmm. and then like two other guys that had graduated were out there like looking for new jobs. So we had like a pretty big crew. Yeah. And we would like sit in the sports book every night. I'm not like a huge better, but like sitting in the sports book is nice because it's like all the games yeah. and whatever. So we um, were, I think it was like the night before we were going to the winter meeting, Sam and I had gone out because it was our last. Um, weekend at school before winter break Mm -hmm. and we I don't know what happened but like we were just like it was like the classic night out I was so not okay I drunkenly dm'd Jimmy on Twitter I probably could like go back and find the messages I hope he doesn't watch this because it's like so awkward um um, and I was like oh my gosh like we're huge fans and like they had known us because we had interacted with them on Twitter and at that point Jimmy maybe had like 50 15k or like 20k like not a huge following yeah. like he has now. So, like, he had, like, his regulars and his mentions. Yeah. And Sam and I were two of them. Um, and so I was like, we're going to winter meetings. Like, we want to meet you. Da, da, da. And um, so we go to the winter meetings. I'm like, Sam left earlier than I did the next morning because she – I remember she flew United because her mom, like, had credit. And then I flew Southwest with, like, a bunch of kids from school. And so she got in a little bit earlier than us, but she had a layover. So we didn't arrive, like, that far apart. Uh-huh. I woke up, like, so not okay <laughs> – Went to the airport. It was like the worst, fl- worse, worst flight. Like lights on, no one's home. Worst flight of my life. Um, nothing worse. Than the, that. Sorry, this is like turning into a very long convoluted. No, story. I love it. I love it. <laughs> this is great. And so then we get uh, to Mandalay Bay Convention Center, uh-huh. which is where it was. It yeah. was Mandalay Bay and the Delano, which was all of winter meetings, not just the job fair. Mm-hmm. And um, we are sitting in the food court. I think we had like just had like a welcome session or maybe the welcome session was after because I remember Jimmy and Jake walking in because they had job fair passes just to like get like some kind of winter meetings credential. Yeah. So I was like before they were in like being able to actually get real credentials. And I remember Jimmy like made the like Homer Simpson like into the bush um, like <laughs> reference because they were like, what is this? And they like made a quick Irish exit out the door. But so we're sitting in the food court and we see Jimmy and Jake walk up and I look at them. I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> I, said, I said it out loud and they heard me and me and Sam were sitting there with all our classmates and yeah. they don't know why we're freaking out. And like they're just like Jimmy and Jake are like two guys. So just know two why. Yeah. yeah. So they go and sit down like a few tables away. And I definitely like have the photo on my phone. Like I took a picture like over Sam's shoulder with like Jimmy <laughs> in the back. Um, and... <laughs> It, it, like Jimmy like looked like he like was on his phone and I was like Sam I was like it looks like he's like trying to pull up a picture of us to like compare I think he was trying to look for the picture of me and my shirt 
to, to see. compare the picture to like me in real life. And so we're sitting there like hysterically, like quietly laughing to each other. And then all of a sudden Jimmy looks up and he's like, hi. <laughs> and we were like, oh my gosh, hi. And then that summer before I actually interned um, at the Scranton Wilkes-Barre Rail Riders, which is the Yankees AAA. Mm-hmm. And instead of doing like first game certificates, they did first game like buttons. Yeah. And so me and my co-interns were tasked with always making all these buttons. Um, and I took it upon myself when I was very bored in the office one day to start yeah. cutting out like Yankees magazines to like make buttons of like people's faces. And it became like an ongoing joke in the office. Like I would make um, all the staff like their favorite player button. Yeah. And so Gary Sanchez was um, uh, rehabbing with us like one game, one series or whatever. And I made a button that was like literally just his face <laughs> and like wore it around at the games. And so long story short, I took it to the winter meetings yeah. and I was like, oh my gosh, Jimmy, I have a gift for you. Cause it's when he like loved Gary Sanchez. Yeah. And so I gave him the Gary button, which he'll like reference every now and yeah. again. And I, it's probably in his office here and it's just a button of Gary's face. And so all that said, like we met them at the winter meetings yeah. and it was just like a really funny, like meeting like, like online people meeting in person yeah social um, media friend turned real friend yeah yeah and then we just kind of kept in touch with them they came to tampa for spring training and we saw them yeah um didn't you buy him a shirt did you buy jake a shirt like a polo um because oh, uh, he still wears it apparently yeah, so i didn't buy it for him so what a very nice perk of the yankees when you work in tampa you get 50 percent off at the team store nice um Sam, I think, went into the team store with him and Jimmy one day when they were in Tampa, and Jake bought that polo that he still wears to this day. That's yes. probably like four-ish years old now. Yeah. Um, and so Sam let him use her discount to Got get fifty percent off. Yeah. Got it. Um, but so we kind of kept in touch, and then August of 2019, I was moving to New York for yeah. a job that I had gotten. Um, and Jimmy at the same time had asked me if I wanted to join John Boy Media, I think in the role that Sam initially joined in, like a, like a executive assistant kind of different, like managing, helping content. Um, and I was like, I'm so sorry. Like I literally just like days before had accepted a different job. Mm -hmm. Um, but I was like, I'll be in New York. If you ever want to like get drinks, hang out, I can stop by. Like if you need help, like I'm here. And then we always like kept in touch with them. They had the office in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. The pandemic unfortunately happened, which set a lot of things back. And then I finally convinced Sam was living in Fort, not Fort Lauderdale, um, Fort Myers at the time yeah. in Florida. And she was living with one of her friends from high school. She eventually moved home like the fall of 2020. Uh-huh. And so I was like, why don't you come to New York visit? Like we'll go see Jimmy and Jake yeah. spend a weekend together. Cause I hadn't seen her, um, probably in close to a year and she ended up coming and we went by the office we always will like text jake we always texted jake when we wanted to like come by because we never wanted to like bother jimmy <laughs> not that he's like he's like literally not a scary person but we're no, like let's but just, he's, like, jake is all jake's like yeah the the one who is like the oh yeah come on in yeah it was the same way whenever i was interviewing for a job here i would always text jake first yeah so we would always text jake and him and me and sam like had a group chat going for like a while it's probably still on my phone because i also never delete my text message threads <laughs> um but so sam came we like went to their office and obviously yeah. it was like great to see them and they were like finding their groove post pandemic right. like in whatever new norm that we had at the time huh and then Sam was like interviewing for jobs, living at home. I was still in New York. Um, and then I kept trying to like convince her to move to New York, but I didn't want to be like that pushy friend, like telling her what to do. Yeah. Cause Sam is also, I think like not the type of person to like ask for a lot of opinions. Yeah. Um, and so I didn't want to be like that annoying friend, like, Oh, move to New York just because like I live here. Uh, but 
in December, I remember, I think maybe I don't remember if it was Jake or Jimmy, but one of them reached out and they were like, hey, like, um, would you be open to like a phone call? Like we want to discuss like, I don't know if they said like an opportunity or whatever, but essentially they offered her a job. Yeah. And she the whole time she was like, I just don't know if I'll like living in New York. Like It's not residential. She was like, it's such a big city. And like now that I've been here for four years now, which is really crazy. Yeah. I, I just hit my four years this month. Crazy. Uh, or I guess in August. And I was like, Sam, like there are residential pockets yeah. of the city. Like you're just thinking of like Times Square and like Midtown. Like there are other places. And so she ended up taking the call. Um, and Jimmy and Jake offered her a job, essentially like the job is yours if you want it. Um, and she, I remember she called me, she either called me or texted me and she was like, so I think like I'm gonna move to New York. And I literally freaked out cause she's like my best friend yeah. from college. Obviously I have high school best friends too, but my best friend from school. And I was like, no way. And then she found an apartment in like a week. She moved like the beginning of like January 2021. And she's been working here since. So now I just like beep up along whenever I want to stop by. Um, And I keep in touch with Jimmy and Jake. And that was a very long winded story. I could talk for hours. But I love that story because I think it's really I think it's a testament to what we always say about Jimmy and Jake and just John Boy Media in general is that the stories of people becoming associated with this company are always so interesting to me because most of the time it's like it starts as a friendship and nothing more. And then it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, continue along on this journey with us. Like, why not? So I think even though you don't work here, like you have been along for the ride the entire yeah. time. And I think I may have said it in one of my like floorball interviews when we were like actually filming floorball. Um, it's just like, I feel like I've known Jimmy and Jake for so long and now we're coming up on five years this December really, crazy. which is, I mean, since we met in person, which yeah. is crazy. And it's, like this, like they would film like Jimmy would be sitting in like his parents like beach house and like yeah. Jake would be at his like kitchen table in Denver and they'd be like filming their podcast just like so funny. So crazy. And they had like all these taglines that Sam and I would say like Jake always used to say like call. Uh, he was like, um, what was call me? Ma- What's the um, Carly Rae Jepsen song? Like, call, call me, me maybe. maybe. Yeah. He would say uh, it's like. Something, something, call me, maybe, whatever. I can't even remember right now. It'll come to me when I'm, like, not thinking of it. But he used to say all these funny things, and it's, like, I have been such a fan of them, and obviously they talk yank, so it's, like, I've always liked to listen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've fallen off my podcast game a little bit recently, so I need to get back into it, but I think it's also been, like, a testament to the Yankee season that, like, I haven't necessarily wanted to listen. Yeah, um, that's a whole different conversation. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so it was just it's been really cool to like see like their dreams come to fruition yeah. and like i remember when they told me they had like 20 employees i was like oh my god that's so, that's so many. many people and now they have like what you guys are like close 60 to like 60 yeah. yeah so it's been really really cool to like watch from the sidelines and like see their like vision like really come to fruition and yeah. they're just like such great people and i think like any job it doesn't matter like what you're doing or like where you are if you work with people that like you enjoy and treat you with respect and like lead with kindness like any job will be worth it in the end one thousand percent um and so it's been really cool to like see their dreams really like come to fruition and just like lead with like such kindness and like openness and i feel like that's not something you i don't know necessarily if i would consider this like corporate america but it's it's really not something you see especially in the sports world it's not something you see often and i mean i'm sure you've heard like their random idea like i'm sure in some passing form or fashion you heard jimmy and jake talking about some 
idea of having a random warehouse and putting mm-hmm. on like random games in the warehouse and like to kind of segue into that like you've been to the warehouse you've mm-hmm. been a you know a fan to some of these tournaments but now you have actually played in one of these tournaments mm-hmm. so before we get to that did you grow up playing hockey or field hockey or what's your association with that sport in general yeah so i um grew up as a kid primarily playing soccer and softball those okay. were like the big like youth sports in our town um and then when you got to like middle school it kind of like opened up the sea of opportunities yeah um and field hockey was one of them so i actually ran um cross country in seventh grade and i don't know like what i was thinking because i hate running um, even though you're training for a marathon. I know. I can't even get into it because, like, I think about running the New York City Marathon. I just texted my friend, like, a day or two ago. I'm like, why did I sign up for this? And, like, I could talk forever about how much I love New York City and how much, like, Marathon Day means to me because I think, like, and I'll keep this brief. I think, like, Marathon Day in the city is, like, the – there are three best times to live in New York City. October when the air is crisp and leaves are falling. Yep. Um, December when it's Christmas time mm-hmm. because all of the lights and people are just like really joyful and Marathon Day. Mm-hmm. And I think Marathon Day specifically um, like symbolizes so much about like what's good about New York City yeah. and like New Yorkers like the resilience and the pride that we all have in the city and I would agree with that perseverance and whatever. So anyway, I ran cross country. I don't know what I was thinking because I hate running. Um, but then I hated it because our coach would like, I remember would like ride behind us on the trail on a bicycle and like yell at us if we were like walking. And he like primarily was a wrestling coach and then became like the middle school cross country coach. So I think he was like really into like stresses me out. Rough and tough. And it's so funny because I was at home maybe like a week or two ago Mm -hmm. and I ran the trail that I used to like run for cross country. And I was like, how did I ever run this? Cause it was so difficult. Mm. Um, But so then when I got to eighth grade, I was like, I don't want to run cross country. And I'm like, this is just miserable. And a lot of my friends played field hockey. Um, And so that's how I got into hockey. I played in like middle school, like A team and B team. So in eighth Mm -hmm. grade, I was on A team. And then I went to high school and I played field hockey, like Mm -hmm. JV, freshman, sophomore year, varsity, junior, senior year. Um, And it was like just something like fun to do i i think i'm a pretty competitive person our team like wasn't the best my senior year um but it was just like fun and like a lot of my friends played and i always enjoyed being a part of a team um and then i went to school like college and i was like i don't think i want to play field hockey anymore like i think i'm just gonna hang it up and then maybe like a week into being at Tampa, I like saw a girl like walking down the street like with a field hockey stick, and I was like, "Where are you, where are you going with that? Yeah, um, where?" <laughs> and so she had like told me, and I left my stick at home. So I had my mom like mail it to me at school, um, and then I played all four years in our club team, which was like honestly so much fun. Yeah, me and um, Sam are like obsessed with the girl that was president when we were freshmen. Her name's Erin Helms, and she <laughs> is like so cool. Um, and I literally think I posted an Instagram our senior year like towards the end of like spring semester and we were like we were on the field hockey field and I think my caption was like oh just like trying to be as cool as like Aaron Helms oh my god I love that our whole thing throughout college was like we just want people to think we're cool like we just just, like we just like want to be cool that's a goal um so yeah I played field hockey since eighth grade so probably since I was like 13 yeah um and yeah I came to floorball last year as like a third party observer yeah I really wanted to play last year but like the job that I was working at the time just like didn't line up like I couldn't make it work Mm -hmm. um and then this year I was like 
begging Sam to let me play. And I so was she like, said she was like, she, the second she knew floorball was available, she was like, sign me up. I'm in. <laughs> I know. And like Sam, uh, I'll, I'll like tell this about Sam. And obviously like I get like floorball for you guys is like a revenue generating thing. Like, yeah. you, like your business is making content. So I'm like, Sam, like, please let me play floorball. Like, please, I just want to play. And like sometimes because I've been around for so long, I yeah. always forget that like this is like your job. You're mm-hmm. not just like doing this for fun. Whereas like me, I'm like, la di da. It's like, let me fun. play. I need to play. Yeah. <laughs> and so I like beg Sam to let me play. And she's like, oh, we're like trying to get content creators with a following so we can like obviously get more eyes. And I'm like, you don't think my thousand Instagram like, followers I'm are insulted. enough? I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but like at the end of the day, I get it. And like, sure, I was yeah. annoyed, but she has to do her job and like look out for what's best for content which i understand but you were at the um, top of that wait list i know and so then you guys had some people drop out uh-huh. and sam was like can you play and i was actually supposed to go down the shore that weekend so i was like let me see if i can cancel my shore plans um and then yeah i just ended up working out timing wise yeah. and i got to play so how was it going from being a fan to actually playing how was that transition for you so i remember last year like um I came, I think I only came to one day of filming last year because mm-hmm. the warehouse, frankly, it's just like difficult to get to from yeah, the city. It's hard. Yeah. So whenever she invites me to like Blitzball or something, I usually just come like one day out of, out of the yeah, weekend. Like the and it's also like, yeah. you guys are also like working. So I don't want to be like a pest. Like I think the last Blitzball I came to was like the first time that I introduced myself to Ploof because we have like the Lehigh Valley connection. Yeah. And he was like, and I was like, oh, I've been here a bunch with you before. And he's like, why have you like never said hi? And I'm like, well, you guys are like working. Like, I don't want to be like an annoying like pest. Like I'm just like here to be yeah. supportive, you know? Yeah. Um, so I came last year and like Sam and I passed a little bit like on the floorball court and like shot some goals, but maybe for like 10 or 15 minutes. And I remember the next day being like so sore and I was like, this is not normal. Yeah. And then this year, um, it, it wasn't like as crazy as I thought it would be in terms of like the demands. Definitely like I'm not I'm so used to being like as like a comms major, you know, like yeah. so used to being behind the scenes as like a PR person, you like lift yeah. others into the spotlight and mm-hmm. not necessarily myself. So that was like a little bit strange. That is a um, hard transition. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then just in general, like, I feel like I'm a pretty like fit person, like, especially cause I'm training for the marathon yeah. and I go to spin classes. It's like, I'm not like the most fit person, but I do like exercise yeah. regularly. And so you can hold your own. Yeah. And so the fact that like I was so sore, like <sighs> Saturday night, I got home because I didn't go out with you guys. I got home and I like FaceTimed my friend who was living in Boston at the time. And I was like, bro, like I cannot move. Like yeah. I can't. I can't move it. I don't know what that warehouse does to us, but it does something on top of like the physical demands. It's also just like, why do I feel like I've been beaten with a bat? Today? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So it definitely, I think the hardest things for me was like being part of content and like putting myself out there. Yeah, and then, that's hard. Um, just the physical demands because I was like, I'm not okay. Yeah, I um, I told Sam about this one time. We can get into the team that you were on after this, mm-hmm. but I told Sam whenever I was interviewing her, there was this one time that you. You and her sat, and I think I casually mentioned this to you. Yeah. You guys sat in the same spot in a press conference, and you had the same look on your face. You had the same response. You had the same, <laughs> this is my fault. Like, the, the the competitiveness of you two, that's when the, I, like, knew. I was like, oh, yeah, they're best friends. Like, you can yeah. see it. Like, their mannerism, like, everything was the exact same. I was like, I can't wait to do a side-by-side of these <laughs> two videos because it was – 
like crazy. I was like, am I watching Sam? I was like, am I watching Sam? What yeah. And it's funny you say that because like when we were in college, like we would go out obviously often together and then with our third roommate, Jordan, mm-hmm. and it, we were always like a trio. Mm-hmm. And sometimes like Jordan and I would venture off or Sam and I would or Jordan and her would and we would just like, you know, mingle around the bar as any college yeah. girl does. Sam and I would um, routinely like go around the bar because we went to school in Tampa. So a lot yeah. of Southern baseball, football fans, like not even necessarily like the Rays, like anyone and everyone. Uh-huh. So we routinely would see a lot of guys in Atlanta Braves hats. And that's when um, the freeze became really popular. Mm. So like our icebreaker to like go up to any guys at the bar, excuse me, we would um, walk up to them and be like, are you fast enough to beat the freeze? And it would like take them a second to like register what we <laughs> okay. were saying. And uh-huh. they would always say yes. And I'm like, bro, you cannot yeah, beat the freeze, but whatever. You're probably the one that fell and in so, the routine videos. Yeah. And so whenever we would go up to people, it was like pretty common. We would get like, are you two sisters? Because we do. Sam's like a little shorter than I am. And her eyes are like way bluer than mine are. Mm-hmm. But like we do in a general sense, like look very similar. Yes. And I think because we've been friends for so long, we have... Yes very similar mannerisms yes. we have a very similar sense of humor um and there's just like really like I have like all my best friends from high school and other friends from college but there's like no one that gets me quite like Sam does and I think that's just because we're so similar it, it definitely came out and I'm so excited to see like the floorball videos because even like even you guys play the same you play the same mm-hmm. you're the same level of competitiveness the same level of like hard on yourself like just angry and then whenever like the game's over you're like yeah I'm fine Mm -hmm. I have no idea what you're talking about and it's like it's a light switch and I loved watching it but that specific press conference I was like oh that was like scary like what (laughs) I just witnessed like that was it was so spot on yeah and I think it should be important to note that like Sam and I never saw each other's press conferences so like yeah like it wouldn't have even been like I was doing that as a bit to go in and sit down you know it was very much like I could you weren't even thinking about anything else but like being hard on yourself and competitive and like Sam was the exact same and it was like mirror images but (laughs) you were on a team with some characters <laughs> to say the least and yeah. love you so walk me through your first impressions of them and what it was like playing with that team yeah so I was on love Yous, which consisted of Nikki Cass mm-hmm. Dalton and Jesse yes. um Jesse was the first person that I really like talked to from the team and he was super nice I think like most Canadians are like always have so that like nice. charm and yeah. kindness to them I thought he was like really tall. Um, He didn't, I don't think he had like a ton of hockey experience, but he was like super nice nonetheless and easy to talk to. Um, And then um, Nikki obviously just comes in like, a cannon all the time yeah nice to meet you well so (laughs) it was funny because I didn't come to the like informational session the night before um because I had asked Sam if she needed me to and she was like no you're fine like all good she was like I'll just like send you the deck of like the roles and you can like look through it and so I had just gotten home from um I took a spin class that night and then like picked up a salad on my way home like literally just walked in the door was like putting my stuff down I look like a sweaty gross mess um and Sam FaceTimes me and Sam typically also like doesn't FaceTime me a ton like if anything I'm the person that calls her and so I'm like why is she calling me because I also thought like aren't you supposed to be at this like yeah, info like, session okay. and so I like pick up and I'm like hi and um it's Nikki on the other line and he was like what are you doing and I was like ah I was like I just got home and he was like where were you and Sam was like she was working out and he was like I need you to dream about scoring goals and I was like oh sorry I think that's my Siri um 
And he was like, I need you to dream about scoring goals. And I was like, okay. I'm like, I just, I'm sorry. I'm like, I just got home. And he's like, why are you here? I'm like, I, I was working out. And Sam was like, she was working out. Um, and he obviously was like super nice, but just like his funny like persona that yes. he like puts off. Yes. And then Dalton's like his sidekick in the same just, sort of energy. Yeah. Matches whatever energy is like presented yeah. to him. And he was such a great goalie. He was super nice and like supportive. Um, and he is so many times he would like come up to me because I also like because I'm so competitive, if things like aren't going my way, I can get so grumpy. And so he would like come up to me throughout like both days of filming and he'd be like, if you just like need a break or we're like too much, like you can just tell us. And I'm like, don't like it's fine. It's I'm like, fine. just keep doing what you're doing. And I was like, we'll get through it together. We're a team. And he's like, I know our, our energy can just be a lot. And I'm like, yes, you are correct. But I was like, we'll just like get through this together. So all, all that said, like, a, I think they were a great team. They definitely were like high energy. <laughs> high energy yeah. is is an understatement. It It's funny because so there there was a woman on each floorball team. And it's the first time we've ever done that in the warehouse, which is why we're doing all of these mm -hmm. interviews. But I firmly believe the most competitive person on each of those teams was you guys. Like it mm -hmm. was the woman on each team. Like Sam without, I mean, Sam and Jimmy kind of, it mm -hmm. depends on what day, but like if I had to choose, I'd probably pick Sam. I would have picked you. Mm -hmm. I like would pick Reagan. Chelsea's probably the only one that I would say isn't like she was a little more timid, but her skills were like so like she didn't good. have to be competitive yeah. because she was just so good and yeah. she's twenty one, which, which is, is so crazy, insane. I yeah. can imagine showing up at a warehouse full of strangers to play a hockey game on camera at twenty one. Yeah, that's crazy. Like cannot imagine. Yeah. But it was really cool to see how well you guys just blended with each of your individual teams. And I truly believe though, that every person that was placed on a team was placed in the best team for them. Mm -hmm. Like I couldn't have seen you on hook line. Like I don't like you and Drew, yeah. I think you would have looked at Drew and been like, <laughs> what are you saying? Yeah. I don't understand. Like, yeah. whereas when Nikki would say something, you'd just be like, okay, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> makes sense. Got it. Um, because I was just there for the vibes. Like I, at, at the end of the day, the like, it's for content and even like win, lose, whatever. As long as like the videos perform well, I was like, that's what matters. And I'm like, I'm just along for the ride. You know, that's, that's all that matters. But speaking of being on camera, I know this is it's a, it's a hard transition to go from typically being behind the scenes mm -hmm. and then now being on camera. Have you like, how are you, I guess, prepping yourself and not to scary because honestly, our warehouse audience is like probably the nicest online audience I've ever yeah. seen in my life. But how are you planning on like watching the videos, comments? Like, are you gonna read them? Are you not? Like, are you scared about that? Or is that something you even yeah. like think twice about? Um, I would like to say that I'm not gonna read them, but like, I know I am. Um, We're human. We wanna and, know what people say about yeah, us. Yeah, I feel like I'm just gonna try to like be as like lighthearted and funny as I can. Like if I watch like one of our games, like premiere or whatever, I'll just like comment and be like, guys, like, please be nice to me. I'm just a girl. <laughs> like, you know, like, please, please, please. Um. But, you know, at the end of the day, like people are going to always have like their opinions and yeah. say what they want to say. I had said the same thing to Jimmy and he was like, I think our warehouse audience is pro audience is probably the nicest. One thousand percent. Commenters, people that watch and like leave, you know, thoughts or whatever. Um, I rarely see a negative comment about anyone. Yeah. And even if they do like whatever. The funniest part, though, about the, the warehouse audience is that if someone does say something negative, there's 15 people like, like, like ready to type out a like yeah. defending tweet. And so 
that is very positive. You have nothing to worry about, truthfully. Yeah. And I'm also, like, pretty private across social just yeah. because, like, I work in corporate America. So it's, like, people would have to go to, like, pretty extreme lengths to, like, find me and then say something mean to me directly. So it's, like, if it's just in a YouTube comment, like, whatever. But, like, please don't come for me in my DMs. Yeah, it's, like, please just leave me alone. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so last topic I want to talk about. You have worked in sports. You still semi-work near sports mm-hmm. in some form or fashion. So... What's the dream for you? What's an end goal? Like, where do you see your career taking you? And do you want to stay in sports or what is that? Yeah, I think right now, like, I'm just like happy with my life and where I've I've been. I've worked Mm -hmm. at a lot of like teams and leagues in the past. Um, I've been in and out of like PR and partnerships and communities. So like I've dabbled in a lot of different fields. Um, I definitely can say like I want to stay in New York. Um, I don't know if I'll stay in the city forever. I think being like a city mom is like so hard. Not that I'm like trying to have kids anytime soon. Just imagine having like a five year old running down the street. That gives me so much anxiety. I'm like, why? Yeah, I see like the pregnant women like nine months pregnant getting on the subway in the middle of July, and I'm like, I just could never. A different level of health. So yeah, like all my family for the most part is like at home. My sister and my brother in law bought a house um, in our hometown. My brother-in-law is not from our hometown, but, like, my sister wanted to move back. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I foresee myself, like, definitely staying in the tri-state. Like I said, I don't think I'll stay in the city forever when I'm ready to, like, settle down, mm-hmm. like, get married or have kids, like, suburbs somewhere. Pro- I would ideally like to move to, like, um, Westchester, like, Connecticut, but yeah. I think Jersey probably will be the place just because it's, like, easier for me to get to Pennsylvania. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't I don't really know. I don't have, like, a ton of career goals. I think I that's don't, smart. It's like it's so funny um, because I feel like like the NFL commissioner is like a good example. Like I feel like his dream was because he worked as um, a PR intern at the league office. And I think he worked at like the Jets, too, before he came back to the league. He like always wanted to like be commissioner. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't have like an end goal like that. I I just okay. Yeah. And it's like I'm 26. I'm like figuring life out just like a lot of the rest of us. I just like want to be happy. I want to enjoy the people that I work with and the work that I do. And as long as it's like fulfilling and I don't feel like I'm like dreading going to work every day, that's like, I don't want to say like that's enough for me because it's not, I don't want to make it sound like I'm settling, but that's the, the, yeah, that's the goal. I just like want to enjoy the people I work with and I feel really fortunate. A lot of the managers and like directors that I've had current and past are all amazing. Um, And I feel like a lot of, a lot of people have like some horror stories from like mm-hmm. working in sports. I don't have many to be honest. That's good. Oh, sorry. Um, I, I don't have many and I just think like, sure, I'll stay in sports. I love like pop culture and entertainment and music. I for sure, for sure see myself staying in some kind of like live entertainment, entertainment. Something. Yeah. So I just like am vibing and loving life and I feel really like happy and fulfilled right now in this like season of life that yeah. I'm in. So that's that's kind of where I'm at. Look, I it took me years to actually land on that exact point that that you just made because I think especially in a lot of career fields, but I I feel like sports and entertainment in particular, it's all about like what's next mm-hmm. and where are you going? What's the bigger company you're going to be at? What's the better role you're going to be at? Like what's your end goal? And I think we're kind of raised to think that if you don't have a 10-step plan with a play-by-play that you don't have goals so you're not driven so you're not you know you're just you're just existing and that's just not the case I think 
especially in this field, you never, you never know where you're going to end up. Mm -hmm. Like, especially if you want to stay in live entertainment, I think you like could end up staying in sports or you could end up loving music or you could end up, you know, loving this or doing that or falling into this role and figuring out that you're great at it, whatever it may be. So I think that's a great mindset to be in. And it's really nice to hear as a woman in sports that you have not had that many horror stories. That's so nice to hear. Yeah. I think like it's unfortunate that some people like come out and like speak their truth. And obviously like everyone is entitled to own whatever they experience they had. I feel like I'm very fortunate that I've had a lot of colleagues that show respect um, to me and to others. And I really, again, like haven't had many negative stories and I'll speak primarily really highly of all of my former employers. Um, And it's funny too, because I feel like I've been having a lot of conversations with like either recent grads or like college seniors that will just like reach out and want to make a connection or whatever. And um, a girl that I spoke to a few months ago, I had given her like a piece of advice and she was like, wow, that's like so profound. And I was like, I guess so. Like, I don't really think about it like that. But I basically said to her, I was like, at the end of the day, I was like, you're the person that has to wake up and go to your job every single day. I was like, no one is going to sit at your desk from nine to five for you. I was like, you have to make your decisions for yourself. And I'm a person that seeks like, I don't necessarily seek approval from others, but I do tend to ask for a lot of opinions. It's hard not to, especially in this field too, because it's like, oh, that's so cool. You work there. And it's like, well, I secretly hate it, but I'm not going to say that because it's cool. Yeah. And so I had said to her, I was like, when I was leaving a, a previous role that I was in a few years ago, like my parents were like, why are you doing this? This is such a great company. Um, they were like, you could have such a future here. And I was like, yeah, but I was like, this is like the end of the road for my position. And yeah, I was you like, your ceiling. I was like, they don't have any open positions for me to step into because we were coming out of the pandemic. Um, so I was like, it's time for me to go. And I was like, luckily I had really great managers and vice presidents and whoever there that was, like, that were basically like, you've hit the end of the road. And they were like, we would love to keep you, but like, you should look elsewhere. Um, and it takes a lot of courage for not only like someone to hear that, but for mm-hmm. a manager or someone that like loves you and wants to see you grow, mm-hmm. say that. And so I'd said that to this girl. I was like, my parents didn't get it, but I was like, at the end of the day, they're supportive of whatever decision I want to make. Right. But like, they're not the ones coming into the city every day to go sit at my desk and do the same work that I've done for two or three years. And I was like, when it's the end of the road, I was like, you'll you know. know it. And I was like, you have to do it for yourself. I was like, if you're not happy, I was like, it's not worth it. I agree. You know? And I think COVID taught that to a lot yeah. of it. It did for me because I I was working with a really cool company and it was TV and it was live sports and I was going to all of the games and I was on the sidelines mm-hmm. and I was doing all of those things. But when we took away the cool aspects of it and I still had to do a job, but it was just in my apartment alone and whatnot, I was like, oh, I actually... I actually am not happy here. I actually am not as fulfilled as I thought I was because you just don't realize, especially in this field, you don't realize how much someone telling you it's a cool job. It's a great opportunity. It looks good on your resume. Like how much that actually affects you consciously or subconsciously. And at the end of the day, you're right. Like there's no resume builder that is going to like bring you absolute happiness unless Mm -hmm. you actually enjoy it. Yeah. And I think that is a great piece of advice. My biggest thing is if you wake up and it's you struggle to get out of bed and put on clothes and go to your job, like you need to reevaluate some things, whether yeah. that's personal or professional, because 
we work our entire lives. Yeah. Like our entire lives. Like there's no amount of money, there's no notoriety, and there's no resume builder that's ever going to like fulfill you completely unless you like it yeah and I think that's why too a lot of um like hiring managers I feel like are seeing like a lot of Gen Z and millennials like I don't want to use the term job hopping because that has like a negative connotation but like a lot of people our age will only stay like two or three years at a job because they're either unhappy or unfulfilled or Mm -hmm. they like don't see a future there and they're not gonna like they're not gonna wait around for someone else to leave just so they can get a bump and that's why they're like seeing I feel like seeing a lot more people only stay at a company two or three years and not have that like six seven eight nine year longevity that a lot of people in generations older than us do. So it's definitely like you have to find a happy medium and you have to be willing to like give and take, whether it's like, oh, I have like an hour long commute, but I really love my coworkers in the office or like I I have all these great, you know, work from home benefits or whatever. Like there's always going to be some kind of give and take. Like I don't think there's It's a job. I don't think there's ever going to be like an exact perfect dream, no. dream role for anyone. I agree. But it's all about just like finding what makes you happy. And if like I and I had said this to you, I think before we started recording, if you love what you do or you have even if you don't love what you do, but you have great coworkers, you have a really great work culture and you get along great with everyone like the culture around you can impact like the work that you do so much. So even if you don't like love the work that you're doing or whatever, but you love your coworkers, that's like. I think one of the larger pieces of oh. like any corporate job because you spend so yeah. much you spend so much time with them, you know, literally every day. I yeah, I probably sound like some grumpy old like elderly person to half of this office because they're under the age of like twenty three. Yeah, I have told so many people I'm like, don't take what we have here for granted. Mm-hmm. Understand that there are frustrations and you are warranted to like be frustrated or mm-hmm. annoyed at things you're human that's going to happen at any job yeah but you cannot take a good work culture like you can't take that for granted because yeah. i have never experienced what they have created here mm-hmm. anywhere else and i've worked at a handful of other places and a yeah. lot of cooler names or bigger opportunity whatever it may be and this is the first time i've been like oh they actually give a shit about you here yeah. okay that's cool. That's cool. Um, last question I have for you. Are we going to see you in any other John Boy Media content? If so, what's a dream video you would love to be a part of at um, some point in your life? So I, I mean, you guys don't do it anymore and I understand why, but I always wanted to be in Wordle. Um, <laughs> and I haven't played in a while. I've been off my Wordle game for the last like two or three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I still up until like three-ish weeks ago, I like religiously played it. And mm-hmm. I still would text Sam every day, like, are you going to play World Today? Because if not, I'm going to tell you what it is. Because <laughs> there have been so many times that I've gotten like two and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I am a genius. Like I'm so um, This is great for me. Yeah. So I really like Wordle. Okay. I really like GeoGuessr. Okay. But that's just like me being like such a dork that I love GeoGuessr. Um, and then, of course, I want to play floorball next year, but we'll see if Sam will have me back. We'll see. We'll see, we'll see how, you know what? We'll just make a bunch of, like, bot accounts and just, like, <laughs> overly, like, oh, she's awesome. She has to be back. Yes. Yeah, it was, like, so funny because before, um, like, everything was, like, finalized and yeah. then obviously people, some people backed out. Um, I think it was at her birthday at um, – the Yankee that we went to, uh-huh. I was telling everyone, I was like, tell Sam to let me play floorball. Like, please. <laughs> Planting seeds with everyone. of like, so how about floorball? Yeah? yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for taking the time to come in on a holiday and answer all of my questions. I'm 
So excited to see your John Boy Media debut in Floorball, and I'm sure everyone listening to this is excited as well. So thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me. Perfect. We will be back tomorrow with another interview. See you then.